The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, in partnership with Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network, presents a podcast for families in crisis. Hello and welcome to this podcast with the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. My name is Anne DeSantis, and I'm the director for the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. It's wonderful to be here with you on this evening, and I thank you for joining us. This podcast is for families in crisis, so we're very grateful to our guest this evening. Her name is Marie. Uh, So Marie, I would like to welcome you to this podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Anna. We're glad to be here. Thank you. I would like to also invite people to learn more about the foundation that that we represent here, which is the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. We were formed through a religious order. It's called the Mercedarians. And you can learn more about us at our website at nonatus.org. It's spelled N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. And our mission is to help families in crisis. And our initial mission has has been to help families who are affected by divorce. I should also mention that on the first Tuesday of every month, we offer a podcast that, are, that is for those who are affected by divorce right here on this channel at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, first Tuesdays. And this particular podcast will be offered the last Thursday of each month at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for families in crisis. Uh, and this evening, our topic is adult children of divorce and also dealing with disabilities in families. So this is a topic that Marie is very uh, familiar with. She herself is an adult child of divorce. So I would just start out with Marie. Once again, I thank you sincerely from the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. And also for those who are listening to this podcast, this is an interactive podcast in the fact that you can make questions in the chat box below and that Father Ken and I, now Father Ken is a religious in the Mercedarian order. He is the spiritual moderator for the foundation and he and i are on this podcast uh, in the chat box box willing to help you with your questions so please feel free as we go along if there's anything that you would like to say or questions that you have you can also reach out to us as i said at our website and you can also email me and my email address which i will also put in the chat box there is director.srnf at gmail.com And the SRNF stands for St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. So getting back to our podcast here with our uh, wonderful guest and friend, she is a friend of the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, and she's been active in our support group, which has been for adult children of divorce. So Marie, I thought you could start out with telling us your story as much or as little as you would like to share. All right. Well, I am the oldest of four children. There's an almost 11-year spread between the first and the fourth child in my family. And even as a young child, I sensed that there was something wrong with my parents' marriage. I didn't know what, I didn't know what to do about it. But I was a cradle Catholic, so I knew to say my prayers and I knew to pray to Jesus. And even when it seemed like he wasn't hearing, I knew that he indeed indeed 
did hear my prayers. And although they didn't seem to be answered in the way that I had hoped. And so after the birth of the fourth child in my family, uh, we were all thrust into crisis on multiple levels, medical, financial, logistic, because the birth was complicated for both mother and child. So the other three siblings were sort of farmed out into the care of relatives or relatives were brought into the home to look after us. And so um, we all experienced a lot of upheaval during that time. And on a personal level, I was thrown into a psychosocial and academic crisis because I had been moved into a different program at school and there were higher demands than I was accustomed to and I didn't know anyone. And so I didn't have uh, any friendships established with the new group that I was put into. And so this uh, time of family crisis eventually devolved into what I could only describe as an in-house divorce between my parents. And that went on for six or seven years. And uh, this was a source of shame to me. Um, I, I couldn't make sense of it and I, I couldn't explain it to anyone. I, on the one hand, my parents were married, but on the other, they avoided one another. Um, they didn't speak to one another. They kept themselves apart. If they did interact, there was ugly, violent arguments. And so uh, I don't know if it was a blessing when the, the grand silence descended. But at any rate, uh, it was quiet after a while, and it was quiet for a long time. And so when the divorce finally went through, there was a sense of relief in a way, because I didn't have to reconcile the strangeness of the home life. I didn't have to explain why, you know, my parents didn't speak to one another, why they kept separate separate presences in the home um, that would be very hard for me to explain to a, a friend that I might have over or anyone who happened to be visiting. And uh, so at the time that the divorce finally went through, I was near the age where most young women would have been thinking about marriage. Um, and uh, in my case, at that point, I didn't want anything to do with marriage. And uh, I think it, the divorce had a different impact on each of us children, depending on the ages that, and they, that we were and gender to some extent. Um, and so uh, I did put off marriage until my mid-30s.
Thank you for sharing so far. Um, I know that it, based on what you've shared with me previously on our support groups, I know that it has been a challenge um, in your life, all of the things that I've have to have had to do with being the adult child of divorce. And I think that no matter how old we are, when, when we are an adult child of divorce, that there is healing that needs to be done in our lives, which is only through God and through our faith. So uh, I invite mm -hmm. people that if they are, if you are an adult child of divorce, that um, we are here for you as a foundation. And you can, as I said, you can learn about us at our website and connect with us because we offer personal appointments as well for those people who uh, have some spiritual issues that you would like uh, accompaniment from our foundation and from our religious order too, which is uh, our spiritual moderator, Father Ken Breen, who's on this podcast with us uh, in the chat box area that he's uh, present there. Um, now, Ma uh, Marie, as we're progressing with our questions, so uh, what has the experience of being an adult child of divorce, how has it affected your life and your family at present, if you'd like to share on that? Uh, it's like a weight that you carry around. It's always there. It's pervasive. And you don't even think about it, but it really influences so many aspects of your life. Um, in the case of my family, uh, brother and sisters, um, there was an inability to be close to one another off and on over the decades. Um, and at times we've been able to sort of forge a relationship with one another only to have it fall apart when some stressor was presented. And so there's, there's some distrust that we fought, you know, as kids. Um, and, uh, you know, we each came away with a, a different idea about marriage. You know, in my own case, uh, I was not interested in marriage whatsoever. And in my mid-30s, I tried to discern whether or not I was meant to be, uh, you know, a, a religious in some way, not um, cloistered or anything, not, not like in, in a, a conventional order, but perhaps in, in like a third order type of capacity. And, and my discernment was that that was not my calling. And, uh, I did eventually go on to marry, and that was a, an act of faith because I didn't have a lot of confidence. Um, I had no model of a healthy marriage to follow, and so I, I left it in the Lord's hands as to whether or not he, it was his will that I marry, and, and whether or not it was his will that I have children. So for, for better or worse, you know, it's, it's, it's in his hands. And whatever difficulties are uh, presented along the way, you know, I look at it as our 
problem. You know, that, that Christ is in this. He's in my marriage. He's in my family. He's, he's a co-parent with me. And so I don't think in terms of that I have to fix everything. Um, when the problems are unsolvable to me, I, I can only go to him, I can only go to the Lord and um, ask him to be with me through this. And even when I don't see uh, the outcomes that I would hope for, well, I know that he's there and you know, he's with me and you know, eventually everything will work out. I appreciate your sharing so closely with our with our listeners here and it's an encouragement because I know that you have been through some sufferings with being the adult child of divorce and even as you went into adulthood and uh, your own family life I wondered if there was anything else that you wanted to, to say in regard to uh, how it has affected your life and even your current family now Marie uh, if there's anything that you would want to share on that. Uh, well, as my parents' marriage was falling apart, I was put in a position of being uh, treated as a marriage-slash-divorce counselor. And I was given some information that was totally inappropriate for me. And demands were put on me that were not appropriate for me. And yet, I, at that time, I did not feel that I had any right to protest or to uh, refuse to take part of this you know, dynamic. And so it was many years before I was able to say, you know, that this is not my role and that a parent does not have the right to alienate the other parent because each person is part of both parents so for for one parent to denigrate the other means that the child is necessarily denigrated also so there was territory that was invaded you know my boundaries were not respected and you know that eventually became an opportunity for forgiveness and it uh, I, I vowed that I would not do this to my own children so hopefully we'll break that sort of uh, dynamic and or at least I won't be personally responsible for perpetuating that type of thing I hear the vulnerability in your voice and I'm so grateful to you for sharing with all of us because uh, for those who are on this podcast and listening, and if you are affected by divorce in some way, maybe you're an adult child of divorce, maybe you yourself have been separated or divorced, and maybe you just know someone, maybe it's an extended family member, but when there is a breakup in family life, uh, it does affect all of us. And, and going forward in our lives, as Marie has been explaining, uh, it isn't a once and done, and there is much room for forgiveness, reconciliation, and just an examination of heart 
and reaching out to God in prayer. And I know, Marie, that you are a person of faith. Uh, you are Catholic and you're devoted to your faith. And I know that your faith has gotten you through so much. And again, I invite people to put your questions in the chat box there on YouTube here. We will also be on Facebook Live if you have any questions about what Marie is discussing. Uh, you know, we can't always control what happens in family life, hoping that if we put God first in our lives, that family breakup will not happen. Unfortunately, sometimes it still does. And we're moving on from that point with God's help to be able to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit and come to Christ in our hearts because healing can be found no matter what your situation. I know that right now we are also going through challenging times and I reach out my prayers to all of you now uh, as we have gone through this pandemic and also the many crises that we've been seeing lately in our country. Um, and for all of those situations, we offer our heartfelt prayers and thoughts to all of you with what you are going through, uh, not to discount that in any way that we are here for you and that we are recognizing your pain. We are recognizing the pain that you're going through, whether it is uh, something to do with your personal life, something to do with finances, something to do with relationships. Um, but we are here for spiritual accompaniment. That is the goal and the mission of uh, the foundation that, that, that we represent here. As I said, again, the St. Raymond Onatis Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. So kind of getting back to some of the uh, questions that we were going through here, Marie, um, I wondered at, in your relationships with extended family and your parents, uh, if you could just expand on that, because for the people who are listening who are adult children of divorce, it has been a struggle sometimes in dealing with those parents. Well, there's been a shifting relationship with my parents over the years. Um, upon the separation and subsequent divorce, there was an amputation of one half of my family along with the alienated parent. And so it was 20 years before I was able to start to forge a relationship with this alienated parent and family. I had just been so under the influence of the alienating parent that I didn't know how to move forward. Um, so it was a learning process. And if I had not already begun my adult reversion, for lack of a better term, I don't think it would have been possible for me to have made the changes necessary to reestablish a relationship with the parent and extended family on one side. Um, and for, I do have one sibling who has been completely unable to even consider that there's just too much pain and resentment. And um, despite all attempts to change that, you know, there, there really hasn't been any progression for that sibling. So um, I had to deal with the resentment of the alienating parent, but ultimately 
you know, with Lord's help, I've been able to become an agent of change and have peace in the family. And um, so it, it's been a joyful reunion with those family members that I've lost contact with. And over time, it's easier to uh, forget that I was kept apart from them for such a long time. And so, you know, it's, uh, it, it is a great opportunity to exercise the forgiveness that our Lord gives us, you know. It, it's so, it's, it's very good for us to hear your, your thoughts and how the Lord has come into your heart in a greater way. And even like you said, some of the reconciliation that has happened in your family, although the one sibling uh, has not been able to do that. Um, so we appreciate hearing that because also when you are the adult child of divorce, it's not just the issues that you may have with parents. Uh, there is issues within the, uh, the siblings and possibly the extended family too. So it's good for us to hear that, you know, we're not the only one for those of us who are an adult child of divorce. I just so happen to be one myself, uh, although this program isn't about me today. Um, but it's, it's wonderful for us to, to hear your reflections there. And, and I, I and again, invite people to please give us your questions on the chat. Uh, if you are one that is experiencing being adult child of divorce and want to find more uh, spiritual accompaniment and also healing through God and through your faith. Um, and then moving on, I was wondering if you could talk about uh, the role of faith in your life, because you are a person who is very connected to your Catholic faith. Wondered if you could share on that with us. <clears throat> sure. Um, as a school-age child, you know, I, I had an affinity for the faith. You know, I attended CCD. Um, and, you know, would try to get the family to go to church. And um, I, I was, you know, a faith-filled child. But as the stressors in the family and in my life increased, um, and there were some negative connotations attached to going to church that, that had to do with the family dynamics. And eventually, you know, as time went on, and this is not uncommon, you know, in later teens and then into the 20s, you know, I drifted away. You know, there wasn't anyone making me go to church. There was no ongoing religious education. And I didn't lose my faith, but, uh, you know, I, I certainly didn't um, meet my requirements as a Catholic anymore. And if anything, I sort of drifted into a more of a Protestant mindset for a time. And then a health crisis in my late 20s sort of jolted me out of that spiritual lethargy. And um, I credit Our Lady of Medjugorje for leading me back to her son and to his church. And from then on, I just, uh, I, first of all, I needed to be re-educated, even though it really hadn't been all that long that I was away. 
Um, I needed a, a friend to take me to confession for the first time in, in a, a number of years to, to tell me the prayers, to take me to church and, you know, get me reoriented um, into the Catholic church. And, but from then on, I, I just, I just couldn't get enough. You know, I read and as much as I could uh, to educate myself because I mean, honestly, we just are not catechized properly in these days. And I think we need to take it upon ourselves to be educated. And, you know, the more I read and, and learned, I, you know, there's just no question in my mind that, that the fullness of truth and faith is found in the Catholic Church. And that, and that we have everything that we need to help us through life you know through the church you know we have uh you know we have prayers we have sacraments we have saints and angels and uh, all kinds of devotions available to us and programs and uh, there's just a treasury available to us that has been largely untapped for for a number of years, but um, it's there. And boy, if we make use of what's really available to us, you know, there's there's no telling what we might be able to accomplish. Thank you. And then I would just add to that same question as you're talking about catechesis and education, and I completely agree, and so does the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. And in fact, I do want to mention that if you go to our website, we have a helpful resources uh, section there on the website. You would go to nonatis.org and then under helpful resources, we have a section there called outside resources, which exactly as Marie was saying, it, it offers a lot of suggestion for education, prayer, uh, so please, I, I would invite you to uh, to check it out. Um, I wondered also, before we move on to our next question, staying here in the same topic, I know that you have been so enriched by some programs and even the charismatic movement. I wondered if you would give people who are listening maybe some of those resources that they can find out about or just Google and find out where the websites are located. Okay, well... Uh... I'm a proponent of bibliotherapy, that is reading to, for all kinds of purposes, to soothe myself, to um, work through problems, um, just to be enriched in general. So there's a lot of great spiritual reading, uh, just off the top of my head, um, The Imitation of Christ. I um, can't pronounce the, the name of the author. It's A. Kempis. And, um, yes. Abandonment to Divine Providence are really two of the, the greatest literary resources, you know, um, other than, you know, the Holy Bible. Um, I'm not an expert in any way, shape, or form as far as sacred scripture is concerned. I really, I struggle with it um 
but um, and you know I'll get there one day. Um, but certain verses come out, and certain verses have helped me through these last years. Like for instance, when we feel that we have lost a lot of time due to illness or other developments in our life, you know, I found that the the verse from Joel about uh, the Lord will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. We'll get back our time eventually. That has been like very um, gratifying to me. So I don't have to worry about the years that have been lost, you know, to one problem or another. Like I feel like I haven't lived my life fully and abundantly as our Lord, you know, want wanted to give us um, that he will redeem the time he's going to make it okay eventually i love that verse from joel and i think it's great for people who are listening who are adult children of divorce or people affected by family crisis to hear that because it doesn't matter where you are in your life if you have been hurt if you have been uh, brought low God is with you and you still have so much living to do because if you're listening with us on this podcast, obviously God has brought you here for a reason and we do offer our prayers for you and to connect with us. In fact, if you have a prayer request right now, I would invite you to put it in the chat box there on YouTube or Facebook Live or Facebook and let us know what those prayer intentions are because we do care. And Marie makes a very good point that uh, the Lord will restore the years that the locusts have eaten uh, from the book of Joel. And, and, and he does care. He cares enough that your life, no matter where you are, has meaning and purpose. And he will guide you through in this faith journey. So moving on to another question. Uh, and this is a little more detailed about your faith. Is, um, can you talk about how your faith has sustained you? previously, because I know that when you're going through that crisis, you depend on your faith and your prayer. So how has that helped you? Uh, it has helped in so many ways. Um, again, because there is such a, a rich treasury available to us through the Catholic Church that whatever our needs are, we're, we're going to get help somehow or other, somewhere or other. And I wanted to mention one other scripture verse that has sustained me over the last years, and that's from Romans 8, that all things will work to the good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So that whatever is going on, even though it looks bad, that the Lord is going to bring good out of it. And so we, ha we can have hope with that. Um, but uh, support groups such as the one through the Nonatus Foundation, um, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more uh, participation in it because there are so many adult children of divorce out there. I think there's a great need that has been not underserved. It just hasn't been served at all because these individuals are not asked how they feel. You know, as children, their needs are not, you know, uh, at the top of the list. It's the parents' needs that are at the top of the list. Is mom and dad happy? What's going to be best for mom and dad? Because 
if mom and dad are happy, that's got to be good for the children. It was just kind of the message that is sent out. So maybe things are different nowadays because divorce is so much more prevalent and there's greater awareness uh, about its impact on children. But, you know, in the mid late seventies, divorce was still an anomaly. And I, I guess they're just, I don't think that there was anything done um, intentionally to um, avoid addressing the needs of children. It would just, there was just an, an ignorance and a lack of awareness, but it's not too late. You know, we can still try to, you know, regroup and heal. So, so there are support groups, there's individual counseling. I've personally taken part in a generational healing mass, a, a, a retreat weekend, exactly, uh, including a healing mass. Um, and while I can't say that I've seen the fruits of that, it doesn't mean that there hasn't been change in the spiritual realm that, you know, will become apparent over time. And, um, you know, that there, there's a saint for every single need, sometimes multiple saints for whatever need we have. And I, you know, to, to me, they're my friends. They're, I, I can approach them maybe a little bit more easily than our Lord and our Lady because they're so holy. But the saints have, have walked the walk on this earth and, and they are, with you know beholding the face of the lord now so because they walked the earth and they lived this life I, they're so approachable you know that um i don't have any problem going to them with needs i'm so glad you brought up the saints and encourage people who are listening that if you have a patron saint or if you already have a saint that you pray to you know learn more and intercede more because there's novenas and prayers that you can do. Um, you know, faith and, and getting the answer to our prayers isn't the snap of a finger sometimes. And I think you're bringing up some good points, uh, Marie, just about uh, your own faith journey and what that journey has been like. And also the importance of becoming educated in the faith and catechesis. Um, and also, I would like to really make a shout out to you specifically, Marie, because Part of why this podcast is being done now, reaching hundreds of people on YouTube and Facebook, is because you have alerted us, the foundation, of your concern about making a greater outreach because we were getting uh, maybe not quite as many people as we wanted to get on that support group. We were getting, you know, under, you know, depending on the, on the group, we had two groups. One was for adult children of divorce, which maybe we had one to four people joining us on the GoToMeeting platform. And then we also had the one for divorce, which, you know, we, we, we averaged, um, you know, small groups for that as well. But, you know, it's always about, you know, trying to reach as many people as we can. And that's why we came on this podcast. We're very grateful to two networks. I want to make also uh, a thank you to them, to Fiat Ministry Network and also Patchwork Heart Radio, who has helped us to produce this podcast. And we're very grateful to be able to reach so many more people through social media, through YouTube and Facebook Live. So this podcast will be able to be listened to not just now live,
but it will be also on our website at nonatis.org. And we encourage you that although we aren't doing these support groups every month now, the other ones that I was referring to, which were more uh, sort of a webinar type personal um, meeting, we won't be doing those anymore, but we are offering to all of you uh, personal meetings. If you would like to meet with myself and also our spiritual moderator, uh, please do reach out to us at our website at nonatis.org. We'd be uh, very happy to make a meeting with you or your family. We can meet with you and your husband or a wife or someone that you would like to have a spiritual meeting with to discuss whatever matters are important to you and those prayers because we're with the Mercedarian religious order and very grateful to our friars for having founded this foundation in 2015. We, it is now 2020. We've been around for already five years and, and so grateful. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I would ask you to please share it with a friend so that as, as Marie has said, you know, it was a surprise to her that not as many people did know about what we were doing. Well, now we thank God and we thank Our Lady that we have that capability. So we do ask you to let your friends know because this will be the way that we can reach so many more people and help them uh, through as our main mission. Our main mission is spiritual accompaniment. You know, there's other organizations out there that are doing wonderful work uh, with authors and people who are doing wonderful research in the Catholic world. Um, but we differentiate ourselves in that we are uh, offering personal spiritual accompaniment. So I just ask you to please connect with us, learn more about what we're doing. And this podcast is all about helping families in crisis. We are going to be doing different topics every single month, whether it be something in the divorce realm, something to do with pro-life, human trafficking, anti-pornography. They're just some of the things that we're going to be doing. So if you happen to have a friend or someone you know that it's in that is in some of these ministries, I would invite you to please let me know so that we can connect with them and we can maybe do a podcast on it because that's what we would like to do. And also people who are on this podcast having to do with adult children of divorce, you are invited also to our new Tuesday, First Tuesday podcast, because that podcast is for anyone who has been affected by divorce and separation. First Tuesday of every month at eight. Okay, now back to our questions. I just wanted to mention that for those who are uh, joining us a little bit late, Marie. Uh, so thanks for bearing with me there. Um, I wondered now if we could go to the uh, questions about the fact that you have held, had to deal with disabilities, not only for yourself, but the many challenges that you faced and with your uh, family members. I know particularly you have a son um, dealing with disabilities. I wondered if you could share on that. I think when you're talking about uh, a family with a history of divorce, the biggest challenge when there's another crisis such as a disability is that there is not the same kind of support available, particularly emotional and social support because the family tends to be fragmented. Uh, the parents, you know, are living apart, sometimes far apart, which means you don't have access to one or both of them, as you might if your family were intact. Um, 
you have a, a more tentative relationship with your siblings. I think in some cases there's there's an undercurrent of distrust even as you try to forge relationships with them and and be an agent of peace and healing. And so that is probably the the biggest struggle when there's another crisis such as disability. In my case, it was acquired as an adult. And in the case of my son, I, I believe it was acquired in his toddlerhood. And so um, we need to look other in other directions for supports, such as through social services, counselors, um, the school system. And I would just say that as you might look for supports from these different um, providers that, you know, to the, the best of your ability, make sure that they believe in God. You know, um, I think it just makes a, a big difference in terms of um, how they are able to help you through whatever your issues are. There's a, a lot of new age influence in um, different areas of our society now, including the medical field. And so um, I would just caution anyone who is looking for um, therapies in particular that just be uh, alert to that because there's uh, yoga creeping up in um, mainstream medical treatment uh, alongside physical therapy, things like that, crystals and energy healing and that sort of thing. So um, being grounded in the faith helps to be alert to those types of things and to avoid them. Thank you for bringing that, that piece up. I appreciate that for our listeners. And also just kind of backtracking a little bit here about dealing with these disabilities and the challenges. I wondered if there was anything else that you wanted to share on that. I'm sure that there's somebody listening that you know is affected by disabilities and how difficult that can be. I know that as we've been going through this pandemic, that has also been a challenge. Um, so I wonder if just through your own life, if you had anything to share that could help someone who during this pandemic that we've dealt with and even the crisis now that we're dealing with in our, our country, if there's anything you want to say about that and uh, ways to find help for that. Mm, we just have to remember that our Lord is in control and he's not the author of confusion or violence, but he does allow it sometimes. And Ultimately, it will be for our own purification and good. But at the time that it's happening, it does not appear to have any, any value at all. Um, and then there is an opportunity for redemptive suffering, which outside of the Catholic circles, I don't think we hear much about. But um, there's suffering that we have to go through like even after we've said all the prayers we've gone to the 
healing seminars and we've done all those things. We've prayed our novenas and there's nothing more that we can do, but we can offer the suffering for the benefit of the souls in purgatory, for our brothers and sisters, you know, uh, past, present, and future, for the salvation of souls. If you have the right attitude about it, there is invaluable benefit to suffering that, that is offered properly. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a big part of, of healing, I think, is when you can offer that suffering for the world because there is so much always going on and so many hurts and uh, challenges and sufferings that people go through and we go through that when we know we can give it to God and that it's being used for something better than we can imagine, uh, then it has some kind of a purpose, a salvific pur purpose for all of us. So I appreciate that you brought that part up. Now, as we're coming, we have about 10 or 15 minutes left on this podcast. Uh, again, I would invite you to put in the chat box, uh, if you're on YouTube here live or even uh, later on on Facebook or Facebook Live, feel free to put your questions there for Marie. As I mentioned at the beginning, she is an adult child of divorce. She is a person who has dealt with disabilities, both for herself and uh, a family member. She has been through quite a, quite a trial uh, in her life for different issues uh, related to being the adult child of divorce. Uh, so as we're moving on in our questions here, uh, and we talked so much already about being the adult child of divorce, I wondered if there's some uh, final words or prayerful suggestions that as someone who is an adult child of divorce is, is praying, they're wishing to be healed in their private prayer. Is there something that you can offer a mindset or something that can help them as they go through that day to find greater healing as an adult child of divorce? Well, the word that comes to mind is release. Release your parents for their failings and for not considering your feelings. And, um, you know, they're, they're flawed persons too, you know, especially if they married very young. <clears throat> um, a lot of people postpone marriage now, so they're older if they do marry. And a lot of people don't want to marry at all. And so, you know, and we need to pray for them, those who are living together without benefit of marriage, for instance. Um, but, um, Release and forgive those who have hurt you along the way, you know, uh, starting with your parents. Um, you know, consider where you are as an adult now and, and consider where they were when they married and maybe they were very immature. Maybe they carried over uh, bad behavior that they learned from their parents and, and they didn't have the spiritual maturity or, or the physical maturity to rise above what was done to them or or to 
decide that they were not going to perpetuate bad behavior that was modeled for them. And so, you know, have some compassion for them. If you need to detach yourself in order to do that, that's okay. Detach yourself from your emotions and just say, I, I forgive you, I forgive them. And Lord, I don't feel like forgiving them. I don't feel as if it's, it's really authentic, but you know, forgive with your mouth first and the feelings will follow. Um, nothing holds us back more in our mortal or our eternal life more than a lack of forgiveness. So we have to work at it constantly. And might as well start with your family of origin. Who are the hardest to forgive? And if you can bring yourself to a place of forgiveness with them, I think the rest comes a little more easily as, as others hurt you throughout your life. So, um, you know, our Lord is our model for that and our lady. She had to forgive those who, who tortured and killed her son. And our Lord, you know, creator of the universe, lowered himself to, you know, take the body of a man and live this life and experience all the difficulties that we experience. But he lived his life without sin and he was still mistreated and put to death. So whatever we can do, whatever little bit we can do to unite our suffering with his and to forgive as he did, will benefit the whole body of Christ. I appreciate your wisdom. I think people who are listening on this podcast do too, because you have experienced so much in this regard uh, be, of being the adult child of divorce and also a person who's been affected by disabilities. So I just thank you for uh, your wisdom and also your prayerful uh, advice and guidance for those who uh, need to hear some, some good advice to help them on the prayerful journey. Um, so as we're getting into coming closer to, to concluding, not quite there, um, I wondered if you could give a few ways for those who are dealing with disabilities, um, any concluding thoughts on their healing for them for, and also for support, because we are going through very rough times in our country right now. And I wondered if even you yourself, how you've gotten through and anything that you would want to share um, as a concluding question. And then we can, of course, uh, offer prayer at the end. Mm, well, in terms of my own personal situation and that of my child, you know, um, we have invisible disabilities and uh, they both carry a stigma and uh, it's hard to get good qualified compassionate help uh, through social services and and you know the medical community at this time i've had some very bad care and i've had some very excellent care and so I pray for discernment and how to move forward and with treatment 
for my child and myself and to be thankful when I do get very good care providers and to forgive those who are bad care providers. Um, so we are totally at our Lord's mercy. <laughs> there are no easy answers for either of us. And so, uh, and especially with the latest upheaval in our society, I was unable to get needed care that resulted in a lot of additional pain. And so that's where you just grit your teeth and <laughs> forgive those who have brought this about and are causing you increased suffering. Um, forgive as our Lord did, you know, because they don't know what they're doing. If they had to endure what some of us have to endure on a daily basis, they would never behave this way. They would never interfere with or withhold needed treatment. So I can only imagine that they just do not know. They don't know what it's like. And so, you know, it's, it's an ongoing opportunity for forgiveness every day. That, that's good advice. I know personally, Marie, that it has been a challenge for you. And I think you're a courageous woman, uh, a person of faith, uh, a person who knows her faith, who values her faith and the Catholic Church. I think you're a wonderful uh, guest for us, for the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. And I'm very grateful to you that you have been able to partake also in our previous support groups that we've mentioned before. Um, and as we begin this new venture here on YouTube and also on Facebook Live and Facebook and social media, uh, we are grateful for, to people like you who've helped us to get to this point that we can bring stories like yours that can enrich people's faith. So I, one last time, want to invite people that if you have questions there uh, in the chat box on YouTube or Facebook, please uh, leave your questions or prayer intentions. Uh, we care about you. The St. Raymond and Otis Foundation is here for you. We offer spiritual accompaniment and we want to be your spiritual friends. Uh, Father Kenneth Breen, who is our spiritual moderator, has been with us during this podcast. I say hello to him. Hi, Father, from all of us. Uh, this is a pre-recorded event here, uh, but we are uh, saying hello because we are present actually on the chat box now uh, on YouTube Live and, and really wanting to connect with all of you. Um, as I mentioned before, this podcast is the last Thursday of every month uh, for Families in Crisis, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel. It's called Philly Nonatus. I would ask you to subscribe. And also, if you would, hit the little bell that you see there on YouTube, because then you'll get all the notifications when we go live. Now, we have friends here that I want to, as again, I mentioned before, halfway through, uh, they are two networks that are carrying this podcast. Uh, they are Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Radio. There's two gentlemen there. I want to name them by name. There's Ken Kohoski and Bill Snyder. I thank you, Bill, that you are producing this program for us to put it also on uh, your own Patchwork Heart Radio. I want to ask everyone who's listening to, to please subscribe 
to Patchwork Heart Ministry on YouTube. And make sure that you also hit that little bell there so you get all of the notifications. And to Fiat Ministry Network, which is on Facebook. And there's also a weekly uh, TV show there that I'm hosting called Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, please go to Facebook and like that page so you can get notifications as well as just one more mini commercial here for the podcast that I do with Bill Snyder called Sewing Hope. It's Tuesdays at 9 a.m., Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time at Patchwork Heart Ministry. So thank you all so much. And Marie, I thank you again for being such a good friend of ours. I wondered if you had any concluding thoughts before we end with a prayer. I just want to thank you, Anne, and Father Ken, and everyone at the Nonatus Foundation for making this opportunity available. It's my prayer that the Holy Spirit has imparted the words he wanted me to say. And so I, I hope that people can benefit from, you know, this podcast. So and bless all of your listeners. You're awesome. And I really mean that from the St. Raymond Anonis Foundation. You are our friend, Marie. Please continue to uh, be our friend and, and come back again and, and uh, be a part of our uh, listener audience there and, and joining us. Uh, we, we, we do hope you will uh, help to support those families in crisis. And I know that you are uh, continuing to stay in touch with us. Uh, to the listeners there, again, please uh, know that we're with you. Um, now, I have a prayer. Uh, the prayer is a, one that our Holy Father has written, and it's the prayer that was said during this pandemic. So, Marie, do you have any prayer intentions that you want to share at all? I don't know if there's anything even um, just in general that you would like to share before we end. Um, well, we're going to be praying for, you know, our world, our society, for all the upheaval that's going on and um, you know just pray that that we hold it together you know um, it, it's hard enough for for people that were stable in their lives you know to endure what we've had to go through in the last few months but for those who have are at risk or you know we're already in a state of crisis um, Generally speaking, the last few months have not brought about an improvement in their circumstances. So I think I want to pray for people to to um, just be able to hold it together emotionally through all of this. Lord is in control. Thank you so much. And we also pray for you and your family and all of your intentions, Marie. Uh, for you. those who are listening, I want to personally say to you right now, that this prayer is for you. Uh, we will continue to pray for you. So if you're in a very difficult situation, you are a family in crisis, uh, reach out to us. Uh, if you have a friend who's going through some challenging times, we're gonna offer this prayer for them. Let us pray together before we end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh Mary, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the cross took part in Jesus's pain, keeping your faith firm. You, salvation of the Roman people, 
know what we need, and we are sure you will provide, so that as in Cana of Galilee, we may return, we may return to joy and to feasting after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform to the will of the Father and do as we are told by Jesus, who has taken upon himself our sufferings and carried our sorrows to lead us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. Under your protection, we seek refuge, Holy Mother of God. Do not disdain the entreaties of we who are in trial, but deliver us from every danger. O glorious and blessed Virgin, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please, everyone, join us again next month, the last Thursday at 8 p.m. for the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation Families in Crisis podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, visit nonatus.org or email director.srnf at gmail.com.